Welcome back to the Manual Focus Podcast. I am your host, Michael Amsel, and in this episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Jonah Deaton. Jonah is a young photographer who specializes in portraits, weddings, and destination elopements. In this conversation, we had a chance to get to know one another and really just hear Jonah's story and how he got started into photography. He, he gives some really, really good and practical tips on beginners who are looking to enter into any field or niche of photography. And Jonah has the resume to back it up. In this episode, we talk about how he's been featured on several platforms such as CNN. He's gone viral on TikTok, Pinterest, and has been just kind of all over the place in regards to portrait photography. If you're a photographer or any type of creative who is looking to break into the field, so to speak, I think you'll really enjoy this episode. But without any further ado, here is my conversation with Jonah Deaton. All right, Jonah Deaton, what's going on, my man? Not much. We're just chilling. Just came in from work and so sitting down to edit and do this. Nice. Are you normally a, a night owl kind of person? Oh, yeah. Like, honestly, I probably go to bed at like four in the morning every night. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I, um, I try to sleep and honestly, you go to lay down and you just start to think about everything you have to do. And it's like, I could just be working. So I get back right. up and work. <laughs> well, that's probably because you're still, you're a young buck, bro. What are you? Are you 18, 19? I'm 22. Actually. What? Yeah. What? Okay. I'm well, I'm 22. horribly sorry to say that. Then I just feel like I offended you. My bad. No, 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 no. Nobody For some ever reason, gets I it thought right. you. I thought you just like graduated high school. No, I graduated high school in 2016. Oh, wow. yeah. Well, I am just way off, so I will uh, not make that mistake again. <laughs> You're fine. Well, cool, man. Um, I am really stoked to have you on the podcast today slash tonight. Um, we're going to kind of just dive into who you are and what you do and all of that fun stuff. But uh, first, I actually have a little game that I'm going to play with you. Is that all right? I'm I'm down, yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Well, this game is called Shutter Speed, and basically it's just kind of like a this or that. So I'm going to ask you questions. And you don't, I don't even want you to think about it or give me any explanation. I'm just going to give you two options and you have to tell me, you know, this or that basically. Okay. I'm, I'm ready. All right. You ready? Okay. And the, the point why it's called shutter speed is, you know, we want to bust them out as fast as you can. So no thinking about it. Okay. Just answer. Shutter speed. Number one, seniors or weddings? Seniors. Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? Lord of the Rings. The South or the West kind of slash West Coast? West Coast. People or landscapes? People. The Office or any other show? Any other show. <laughs> mm, wow. Okay. Uh, night photography or day photography? Day. Candid or posed? Candid. Louisville or Louisville? Louisville. <laughs> Chill at home or hang out with friends? Chill at home. Nice. All right. That day, hey, shutter speed done. Nice. Boom. I see. I, I knew it was always called Louisville, and I'm like the only person out here who actually calls it that. Everyone, everyone obviously calls it Louisville or whatever, but yeah. Common misconception is, is that right? Yeah, it totally. Yeah. And then you get the random people who's like Louisville. <laughs> oh, gosh. Ooh, no, that's, I don't even that's know where gross. they get that from. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So a few things we established there. Uh, you like Lord of the Rings, but you don't like The Office. Yeah, I, I grew up watching Lord of the Rings. And so it's just a big part of my childhood and just everything. I love all of them and all the Hobbit movies. And The Office is... I think to be completely honest, you just have to sit down like and pay attention to it. And I just am not a person to do that. Like <laughs> I don't get a lot of the jokes sometimes. And so if I just sat down and devoted all my attention to it, I probably would enjoy it. But that's fair. No, I, 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 I understand where you come from. I completely disagree, but, uh, Hey, <laughs> to each their own. 
Um, but Jonah, aka JD, uh, what, is that what you go by as JD, or is that yeah, just kind of honestly both? You can call okay. me JD or Jonah, either one. Nice. Um, well, Jonah, JD, uh, why don't you kind of just start this thing off and give us a little bit of background information about yourself, kind of who you are, what you do, what you're up to right now, and uh, yeah, we'll just kind of go from there. Awesome. Yeah. So. Like I mentioned before, I'm 22 and I'm originally adopted from Ukraine and I was adopted at the age of one and um, came here to Kentucky um, and I've lived here ever since. And after graduating high school, senior year actually um, started photography and um, a year later after that, I guess 2017, it just blew up and um found myself traveling all over the U.S., taking wedding pictures and shooting high school seniors. And right now I'm just focusing on probably more high school seniors right now. But that's my that's the life in short summary. Dang. OK, that is a lot to to unpack there. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, first thing. So you're you're adopted. I am. Yeah, dude, that is that is so awesome. Um, and so you were born in the Ukraine. Yeah, I was born in um, Yevpatoria, Ukraine, um, and at the age of one, that's when um, my parents went over there um, after feeling the call of the Lord to adopt, and I'm glad they followed, you know, they <laughs> followed their hearts and kind of went there because I'm here now. So, yeah, totally, dude. That man, that is so crazy. Then. Um, because literally just last week I was interviewing somebody, uh, and he is from Hong Kong <laughs> of all That's places. So, cool, so yeah. I'm like two for two right now. Of people who are, <laughs> uh, either currently living internationally or at one point. So that's, yeah. uh, that's awesome, man. Um, so you said that you started photography your senior year. Yes, it was in 2016. I was a senior and I, um, I did a lot of sports growing up. I played soccer um, and I swam, competitive swim. And senior year, my mom and I and some other people helped start like the high school swim teams because the town we were in at the time didn't have them. And so when we started them and I started swimming, my mom bought an old camera off of a friend of ours. And I just started picking it up and taking pictures of things around the house and, um, it just kind of became a passion that I didn't really knew I had. And like I mentioned a year later, I was, everybody in the town kind of wanted me to take their pictures, even though looking back now, they were so bad, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where it all Dude, started. That's crazy. So, okay. That is pretty impressive then, because what you're saying is that you've actually only been a photographer really for three or four years now. Um, which when I look at your work, I would have easily guessed that this is something you've been doing basically your whole life. Yeah, that's it's a very short. I think actually a couple of days ago, I think hit the like five year anniversary. Oh, okay, I think. okay, gotcha. I'm nice, not for man. sure. Yeah, I don't know the dates, but four well, or that's five crazy. Years. Um, so what kind of got you? So I obviously you just told the story about you know your mom and the swim team and everything like that, but uh, what actually like inspired you or actually motivated you to pick up the camera and start using it. So back in, you know, back in 2016, 2017, that was pretty much the peak of like social media. Um, that was in my opinion, when the generation kind of started to really take pride in like posting pictures and, you know, people started working on their Instagrams a little bit more. And so a lot of the friends that I had at the time, um, wanted you know good instagram pictures and so essentially that's just kind of how i got started i had some friends say hey come come take my picture you know and i was like yeah this is kind of fun you know and so that's where the initial portrait photography you know kind of started with was just me taking pictures of my friends you know after school and stuff got it got it and so is this now your like full-time job then yes i um am full-time photographer um, do probably, I guess it's safe to say 
a session a day, sometimes before Christmas. It, it was in the busier seasons, I guess I could say I'm doing two or three sessions a day, pretty much every day of the week. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah. And kind of sounds like then this was a pretty quick climb from first time ever picking up a camera to now everybody knows me as the camera guy, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think that honestly, um, I am, if, if you know me, you know that like I'm not cocky and I would do anything for anyone and I'm really there to help people. And so it was really weird because, you know, like I did kind of grow very quickly and it was hard because like I genuinely just came into it, I think, with a younger perspective and a different perspective um, for the town that I live in. Um, and so to talk about that a, a little bit. Um, yeah. How how exactly, if you can recall, how, how exactly did that process happen where, like I said, you were literally picking up a camera for the first time and then I, less than a year later, you know, you're booked almost every single day, right? So how, how, how is that, how, how did that process go about? So the town that I live in is, like I mentioned, you know, fairly small, but um, very well connected. And I think that um, I have to give a lot of credit to like my friends and family. Um, and if I were to take any credit for myself, I would have to say just the networking skills that I did put into action because um, I really pushed and utilized every aspect or every tool that I could, um, whether that be, you know, Facebook giveaways, Facebook ads, Instagram, you know, blah, 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 name all the apps um, at the time. Whereas, you know, other photographers, you know, before my time, I guess you could say, you know, sometimes just utilized one or two aspects. I came into it trying to just take hold of everything that I could and use every tool to my advantage. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, we've never met in person, but we've kind of known each other for a little bit now just on social media. And yeah. from everything that I've seen, uh, you know, mainly on your Instagram, it seems like, man, like you've got just like a lot of energy and you're really passionate about what you're doing. Is that is that true? You kind of almost come across to me at least somewhat of like an extrovert. Yeah, I I definitely am not, you know, not shy at all. And um, I love getting to, you know, meet new people and connect and network. I'm I'm very curious, man, because I think there's a lot of people out there either listening or, or whatnot who are probably wondering, OK, I know that I want to get into something like photography or videography or, you know, something to do in the creative space. But, you know, I don't know how uh, nobody knows me. I don't, you know, I suck or, you know, a million excuses that, that people could have had. Um, how important would you say is that networking skill? I honestly, I think it's one of the most important. I was joking with a friend the other day and I said, photography is, you know, 90% networking and 10% skill because on Obviously, that's not correct, but in, in some aspect, I think that, you know, your people management skills and your networking skills, um, you, you, you know, you can take a good picture, but if you don't know how to, you know, make the client feel comfortable and, you know, be relatable and, you know, be timely and, you know, message people back and be able to manage stuff, um, I, in my opinion, it, it's going to be hard to be a really professional and good photographer or creative in any aspect. Yeah, no, I, I actually completely agree with that because, and this is not a shot at anybody or anybody's style or anything like that, Oh yeah. but I've definitely seen people whose work, I'm like, eh, it's okay, but they're always busy. They are always shooting mm -hmm. weddings. They're always doing client projects of some kind, and I would have to imagine it's it has all to do with their personality, like you said, the ability to make uh, whoever is hiring them just feel comfortable, and then, man, I think especially like in the wedding industry, I feel like so much of it is just kind of that word of mouth. You do a wedding for somebody else and now she tells her girlfriend that, oh my gosh, you have to hire JD. It was the, the best time ever, right? Yeah, that's the, honestly probably the majority of my weddings um, is exactly what you mentioned. Just you shoot one, you know, there's 10 friends there and, you know, they talk about it and share the work and, you know, and that's that has been more beneficial than 
probably any <laughs> Facebook ad regarding weddings, um, wedding, wedding inquiries. Right, right. Now, so let's go back to kind of your, your first year of shooting photos. Um, were you, did you basically from day one always start shooting portraits? Yeah, I, um, pretty much besides, you know, the stuff around my house, um, the random barn pictures or truck pictures, but, right. um, pretty much just all my friends and I had a Canon 50D at the time and, Let's go, dude. Um, nice. <laughs> didn't know a thing about it, but I just knew, you know, learned one day at a time. Um, and so, yeah, that's awesome. Um, you said, and I'm, I'm obviously I'm insinuating this as well because I know a lot of my early work was just horrible. Um, it, do you have a lot of shoots that you're like, oh gosh, I don't even want to think about that or look at those photos? Oh, I look back all the time and I'm like, what in the world was I doing? <laughs> I'm like, why did people ever like pour into me or like believe in me? But thank the Lord that they did. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Um, well, I kind of want to talk a little bit more just about your business because again from the outside perspective from from my eyes it looks like whatever you're doing is working incredibly well uh it's like even out of you know from your own testimony you're saying that uh you're shooting basically a shoot every single day if not more leading up to you know some of the busier times so kind of tell me how did that from where you started to where you are now how did that happen because obviously it didn't it didn't happen overnight although you did have a very quick progression it didn't happen overnight where you were a nobody essentially to being booked out every single day um how did how did you get started uh getting getting clients or getting people to pay you did you start doing free work at the beginning or just tell me a little bit about that process yeah so the the first thing probably i kind of look back at my photography journey and kind of put it in little stages and little, you know, moments, but I guess the first moment where it was like, wow, this is going somewhere or, you know, I made it kind of in that sense, um, was I early on targeted, um, some of the, I hate using this term, but popular high school students at some of the local high schools that I'm at. And I reached out to them and I was like, Hey, do you care to model for me? And, you know, it wasn't anything based on looks or anything. It was just the fact that they had a big social circle and I wanted to take advantage of that. And so of course people are not going to turn down, you know, free pictures. Um, and at the time, one of those, um, one of the girls, the pictures just turned out really good. I guess something had clicked with me and right. um, and the right track. And from her, to be completely honest, I'm still booking senior sessions to this day. Really? Um, they're still girls and guys saying, hey, so-and-so sent me to you. And I'm like, that is insane. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, and so I... I tell any, I tell all of my photographer friends that are just starting and people just starting, like never be ashamed or be afraid of doing free things because all it's going to do is just, you know, give you, you know, more experience and just more networking. I mean, it's all like, I just only see the good in it to be completely right. honest. Yeah, no, man, I actually completely agree with that. And I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying in the sense of targeting people that uh have a big social circle or have some mm -hmm. s some level of influence over other people yeah um in in your case obviously it was high school students but for me kind of the start that i had in terms of actually getting paid for work uh i did a, basically the same thing i just reached out to businesses that mm -hmm. uh maybe didn't necessarily have a huge following but i knew that the owner of that shop or that store uh, had influence over other local area, uh, over other local businesses as well. And literally just DM'd them and said, Hey, uh, I'm just starting out and I would love to offer you a free video as long as you let me, you know, post it and use it all in all mm -hmm. that stuff. So, um, I totally am like all on the hype train of do free work because if you don't have anything to show for yourself, how is anybody ever going to pay you? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so you are kind of specialized is that if that's the right way to sit, put it um in kind of elopements and destination weddings is that true yeah that's the the target you know when it comes to the wedding side of things with my business i definitely try to specialize in the destination and travel weddings okay now 
I don't want you to necessarily <laughs> reveal anything that might, you know, take any anything away from from what you're doing currently. But I am just curious, uh, and again, I'm sure a lot of people are, is how does somebody even get into the elopement slash destination wedding space? Okay, to be completely honest, I would have to say that there's two ways. The first way is the approach that I took, and that was I joined pretty much every Facebook group known to man that has to do anything with photography in other states. And so I targeted all the Utah, Arizona, et cetera, et cetera, groups. And oftentimes the photographers will post in there and be like, hey, I'm booked. Here's a wedding. Can anybody do it? Please post your link below. And I booked several weddings just from that um, Facebook referral groups or whatever you would want to call that. Um, wow. Okay. So you would, so you're saying you would uh, basically, if, if another photographer was overbooked and couldn't make a wedding, mm -hmm. you would basically take that off of their plate. And so would you then travel to those states and, and kind of come out of pocket to make that happen? Well, uh, most of the time, actually, they just give you the, they send the bride to you. And so they'll, they'll make a post and be like, we're looking for, you know, a light and airy photographer or dark and moody, you know, editing style photo photographer. Um, and so if they like your work, the bride will just come to you and you kind of make the agreements or the arrangements. And so oftentimes pretty much most of the weddings, you know, you're getting paid for, or you get to set the, you know, travel agreements. I got you. Okay. So you, so basically these other photographers were referring you the clients, mm -hmm. not necessarily. Yes. Set. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Man, that is, that is crazy smart. I never would have thought in a million years to do, to do anything like that. That's cool. Yep. And what's the, you said there's kind of two ways to do it. What's the second way? The second way is an approach that I see all the time. I am just not brave enough to do it, but a lot of my photographer friends and think people that I see will take about a month or a few weeks out of the, you know, their schedule and they'll book a trip and they'll bring a model or a friend. And let's say they're from Florida, you know, and they'll travel to Utah. They'll spend, you know, a few weeks or a month there, shoot as much content as possible, wedding related, you know, elopement related with, you know, different dress vendors with different flower, you know, floral vendors and create as much content as they can and then go back home. And then you have, you know, months worth of content to share. And what that does is it, you know, people now perceive you and see you as this elopement photographer when in all actuality, you've never really even done one. You just, you know, put on this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That is, you are, you are offering some serious <laughs> knowledge and tips right now, man. I swear if people don't take this away and actually apply that, they're crazy. Cause, uh, again, I can somewhat relate to this in the sense that we, my wife and I, so we don't, we're not full-time wedding photographers, but that is something mm -hmm. that we do on the side to, to earn some extra money as well. And I was like, Oh man, I want to, I want to do elopements. Those look so fun. You know, it's, it's not oh, yeah. just in a chapel, but you're actually out mm -hmm. like in the nature, uh, which the nature. Okay. I'll, <laughs> I might have to edit that out, but you're out in nature <laughs> and, um, uh, man, it just looks so cool. And so we had a, we had a couple who, or we had a, we had some friends who had just gotten married and, you know, didn't necessarily have the resources to go out and hire like a big time photographer or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of said, Hey, would you want to go with us out of town over to Seattle um, and, you know, go to the Mount Rainier and whatnot and shoot basically a mock elopement? And they were totally down for it because A, it gave them awesome photos and a cool experience. Uh, but then B, you know, they actually were able to get uh, photos of themselves like in their wedding attire and whatnot. And then obviously yeah. it helps us out as well. So uh, I think there's nothing wrong with basically staging uh, yeah, weddings or elopements or anything. Cause again, kind of getting back to a point we made earlier is like, if you don't have it on your resume, how is anybody ever supposed exactly. to trust you enough to pay you money? <laughs> exactly. They want to see that you can do it, you know, and, um, handle those conditions. Cause most elopements, you know, do come with hiking and, you know, a lot of travel experience. It's not something usually super simple. Most right. Of the times. Right. So, okay. Kind of fast forward from when you first 
started getting into that space um is our our destination weddings and elopements your uh primary kind of weddings that you do now it's it's more of a mix to be honest because i still shoot a lot around here um i i honestly do more like outside of london kentucky where i live i do travel probably up to two or three hours that's probably where i shoot most of my weddings um in like louisville or bowling green kentucky um but i still do a lot of travel weddings as well and something new while we're on the topic um just recently probably last year i'm starting to do a lot of destination senior sessions which I never thought would have been a thing, but I am loving them and living for them. Wow. Okay. So basically meaning you're taking a senior or, you know, their, her parents are sending you guys off somewhere and, uh, you're actually doing so. Okay. Give me, give me an example of like somewhere you've gone for a destination. So last year, a senior and her family reached out and they were like, Hey, my family and I were going on vacation to, um, South Carolina to the beach. And, um, would you like to come and we'll get you a hotel and we'll pay for everything. Um, and you take, you know, our daughter's senior pictures while we're down there. And I was like, yes, that's the coolest thing ever. And so we did that. And then from that I've booked, um, we're in the process of booking one going to Colorado for a week with a senior and her family, um, New York, and I think Utah. And so it's just really cool that these seniors are starting to like take advantage of, you know, their vacation time or their senior trip time, you know, with their families and bringing me along. Yeah. Right. Well, that honestly, that's like an entirely new niche that I've never even heard of. It is. Yeah. And it's, it's really cool because the way that I have kind of marketed it is, um, they are not having to necessarily just to be completely transparent. They're not having to pay for the session itself, but just all travel. And so essentially it's, you know, a paid vacation for a week for me Yeah, just to do, you know, pictures on a couple of the days. And so it's totally worth it. And dude, I would take a free vacation any day. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Yeah. For, you know, a couple sessions, it's not bad at all. Dude, that's like, that's, that's really inspiring to me actually, because I'm probably going to give away my idea right now and that's fine. Somebody else can steal (laughs) it. But I've always kind of had this thought and this notion that I find it interesting that people, for the most part, they only really pay to have their photos taken. Like, obviously, if they're getting married, when they're graduating, either high school or college, and maybe if they're having, you know, a baby or something like that. Those are usually the times that people are like, I'm paying for somebody to take a photo of myself. Mm-hmm. But there's so many other times in life that I feel like are pretty important that would be awesome to either have photo or video of. And one of those I feel like would be a vacation. Like who wouldn't want an epic either oh, yes. like photo album or like cinematic video or like vlog or something of them in their like at a vacation. So I don't know. Maybe I'll have to to look into that a little deeper knowing that you've you, created your own niche here. <laughs> I think you need, need to because I definitely see that becoming something just because more and more kids, especially where I work with so many teenagers now, are so interested now through TikTok and other apps with vlogging. And, you know, it's becoming more of a thing to showcase their lives, you know, to their friends and um, right, totally open up to the world. And so I think that's definitely something that we're going to start seeing more. So speaking of TikTok, JD Photography currently is, let me scroll up here, sitting at just over 74,000 followers on TikTok. That is crazy. Yeah, it was, it's, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool thing. Yeah. And I'm looking at one of your videos that has over three and a half million views. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, that was, um, a, a, a crazy I saw someone made a video and it was kind of similar not really and I was like I got totally inspired and I was like I had never picked up TikTok never done it and I had one of my friends I was like hey you know again a free session um, I was like hey can you come over and like can you get a white outfit together and we're gonna throw paint all over you and she was like sure you know like right. okay and i had her friend film it because i literally had never touched the app and within a day 
it just blew up and it was the coolest. I gained on TikTok, I gained 60,000 followers overnight and then 3,000 oh Instagram followers overnight. Just from that one video. Just from the one video. That I would say that's unbelievable, but how things kind of work right now is it's it, totally it, believable. But man, that is <laughs> that is so crazy though. It was very it was such a cool experience. I had never had anything necessarily at the time happen like that before. And so I felt like famous. It was like the first time I was like, oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> right. like I'm moving to LA. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, so that that's so cool. Um, but that is not the only thing that has gone viral for you. <laughs> I mean, so nope. just give you a little insight about what I do as I prepare for a guest on the show is, you know, of course, I go through all their socials and stuff like that and mm-hmm. kind of see what they're all about, all about. But then I also just like to Google people every now and then. And uh, when I type in Jonah Deaton, Kentucky photographer, a very interesting video from CNN and Fox News pops up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me about that a little bit. So that was the coolest experience probably to date um, regarding my personal life and photography life. Um, right when quarantine happened regarding COVID-19 last year, um, I was actually in my senior year of college and I had just gotten news that I wasn't going to get to graduate, like have the graduation ceremony. Um, and I was super like, just kind of bummed out, you know, cause you worked so hard um, for this. And it was like, I kind of wanted to walk the line and on the same note and the same aspect, I work with, you know, high school seniors every day and they are obviously freaked out and like so confused at everything happening, you know, pretty much getting told that they're, you know, senior year just got stripped from them. And so there was just a lot of emotion and a lot of, you know, confusion just around that. And so I was like, what is something that I could do to capture that? And I was sitting in my room one night and I was like, I'm going to order a hazmat suit and I'm going to do a Corona shoot in my cap and gown. And that was literally it. That was the inspiration. There was nothing to it. Um, I didn't even have my cap and gown from the college that I was attending because they weren't sending them out. I actually used an old cap and gown from when I graduated high school. And um, the next day went out and had my cousin help. We took some tripod pictures and she took some pictures of me and um, posted them. And with the first hour, nothing really happened. You know, it had like 30, 40 shares, you know, and then it just begin to blew up and it was like insane it was crazy yeah no that's insane i will uh i i think i'll definitely leave a link to that video um that cnn posted on that because this that that is such a cool thing man and uh i i find it so just interesting to see how people have kind of shifted and come up with really creative ways to make something happen during quarantine, you know, cause obviously when it all, when it all happened, everybody kind of started freaking out and not knowing mm-hmm. what to do. But I've seen some of the coolest things ever, uh, that people have come up with to either kind of shift their business model or like in your case, just kind of come up with something really cool and unique that, uh, you know, people took notice of. And, um, I am curious, have you gotten any work, any clients from that where people are like, oh, I saw you on the news? So, yeah, I think the biggest um, perk of that and the, the best part of it all is um, I hate using this word, but I'm going to use it. But I guess I've definitely gained some clout, <laughs> as they say. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it's not necessarily a prideful thing, but it gives my business a lot of respect and, you know, it's like, Oh wow. Like, you know, he was on CNN, like, um, my biz, my Facebook business page, I think went from like 3000 likes or whatever to like, it's almost at 15,000 now. Wow. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Just from that one post. And so I have received, you know, some people they're like, Hey, you know, I saw you on the CNN, you know, or CNN and, um, we'd like to book a session, you know, and I think that, um, definitely played a big role. In yeah, that. that's so cool. Um, kind of getting back to TikTok a little bit be- because that I'm going to be honest, like I'm probably sounding like a boomer right now, but like <laughs> to me, TikTok is kind of like super foreign. Like <clears throat> I don't necessarily fully get it. Like, I mean, I, I understand obviously what it is and all that. And half the time what I'm watching on Instagram is just reposted from TikTok. So I'm not yeah. totally 
like going to act like I don't know what it is. But in terms of actually using it, creating content on it, ha- even having the app downloaded on my phone, that is not something that I'm currently a part of. So tell me, is TikTok something that you're continuing to pursue currently? TikTok is definitely a tool that I am trying to use more and more. Um, just to be transparent again, I'm currently shadow banned on TikTok and I have been for about oh, six months. <laughs> um, and so what that is, just to share TikTok, um, when it feels that you violated, you know, their terms of service, which they have very strict terms of service, um, they will take you off the for you page, which is TikTok's exclusive, you know, and pretty much only way to go viral. Um, and so whenever I post a video, just to give you a little insight on how that works, um, only like 10% of my followers see it and it never gets on the for you page. Um, and so it's very dis- disheartening and annoying. Um, but I'm just kind of just waiting, you know, sitting it out and just, I guess one day we'll get unbanned. What did they tell you or what was the reasoning behind that? So they don't tell you that's the, oh that's the really hard part. And I have a lot of friends, you know, that I've met through TikTok, and it's happened to them, you know, um, some pretty big influencers and stuff. And, you know, it really hurts your business. You know, when TikTok is your business, thankfully that's not my business, but, right, right. um, man, that's crazy. They don't, yeah. They're just, wow. Okay. Well, that, that is unfortunate. Um, but thankfully you do have some other, uh, social media platforms that, you're a part of and one of them is pinterest um i'm looking at your kind of your your board or whatever it's called again i don't i don't use pin i probably should use pinterest but i don't um but i'm looking at your like your page here mm-hmm. and it says you have four hundred and twenty-five thousand monthly views yeah so that is this was a crazy story i am like you i had never you know obviously i had pinterest to look at whatever you know crafts or outfit inspiration, whatever, you know, but I never really thought of it as a business tool. And I was scrolling through Instagram one day and I saw, I can't even remember the girl's name. It was another photographer. And she posted about how she, um, used Pinterest, you know, to boost her engagement. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to try this out. And so I started uploading things and using some of the tags, you know, and, Overnight, it was like 125 views. And so like in Pinterest world, your views are kind of like the same, you know, ratio as followers. It's not the same thing, but you know, you, most people don't follow you on Pinterest necessarily. It's more about the yeah, views. Sure. And so, um, it has, it, it's, well, it's almost, in- sorry to cut you, cut you off. I'm looking just kind of through everything. It's almost like a like a free online gallery of your work. Yeah, that's that's honestly probably the best way to put it. It's it does take a lot more time um and just to be honest, it's I don't devote enough time to it, but if you put the time into it, like it's essentially what you just said. It's just another free platform sure. that you have a chance to get your pictures out there. Well, and that might not apply. Pinterest might not necessarily be the right tool for every creative out there, but I feel like especially for anybody in the wedding portrait elopement industry, uh, I know for a fact that before we were getting my, my, before my wife and I got married, she was spending all sorts of time on Pinterest um, as well as I'm sure just many, many people are. So uh, this, I could totally see this being just a massive resource for you. It definitely is. It was something unexpected, but it's, it's definitely had some really cool payouts and I've had a few things on there get, I don't know if you could say viral, but you know, get pretty up there in views, which was really cool. But yeah, no, I love it, man. That's so cool. So I'm on your website right now and scrolling kind of to, uh, to the bottom of your main page here, kind of shit, you've got certain um outlets that you've been featured on and one of them that i see is dirty boots and messy hair which i know from like instagram and whatnot is a really really popular um portrait and wedding page um how did how did that happen that was again um one of the facebook groups i had posted um just like the referral groups there's also groups where you can post your work and 
um, kind of like an inspiration kind of thing, you know, let other photographers see what you're doing. Well, I happened to post some pictures in it, and um, one of the editors for Dirty Boots and Messy Hair saw it and reached out, and they were like, um, we're obsessed with this picture. Um, was it the Ferris we, wheel one? I believe it was. I can't remember 100% if that was Dirty Boots or... Because I'm going to tell you right now, that Ferris wheel <laughs> photo is one of the most insane photos I've ever seen. I think that was the one that looks like film featured, which is also another. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I am like, I'm not even trying to like pump you up right now. I'm serious. Like when I saw that photo, I was like, Oh, Oh my gosh. Like this guy is legit, dude. I funny story just to share really quickly. I am terrified of heights and terrified <laughs> of Ferris wheels. I like refuse. And that, that couple was like, what if we did a Ferris wheel picture? And I was like, I'm not doing it. I said, no. Yeah. I'd rather and die. They're like, they're like, let's stand in line and maybe you'll get over your nerves. And we get on it. It's at this, you know, the, the fair here in our town. And I was like, I can do this. Well, I'm sitting there freaking out. And I realize halfway through the ride that I have to take this picture. And so then I look up or I look down, sorry. And realize that like, I'm going to have to bend over this thing backwards to get the shot. And so oh it was gosh. so uns- <laughs> it was me pretty much half hanging out of this Ferris wheel cart trying to get this picture, but it was, it was so worth it. Dude, no kidding. Well, I'll tell you, I am not afraid of heights or Ferris wheels. However, I will never go on a County fair ride ever in my life. That just, that is not for whatever. I mean, I've got, I've got my reasons, but that, uh, they seem very sketchy to me. So <laughs> that, that was it. <laughs> Dude, no, seriously, that, that photo is awesome. I would encourage anybody who's listening to go to your Instagram and, and check that out. Cause, um, again, just your, just your creative eye on that was, is just beautiful. Honestly, man. Um, so kind of talking about the business side of things, um, you are now, well, how, I guess I should ask you, how long have you been kind of quote unquote full time? I guess you could say three years, probably. Um, I've never really had another job besides in the summer. Uh, my senior year, I did like swimming lessons. Um, but so you, this is what, so you were, you were working um, basically as a full-time photographer, even through college and whatnot. Yeah. So I, um, and that is a really weird story in itself because um, when you are a full-time photographer and you're traveling, you can't be in California shooting a wedding and sitting in a college classroom. So I had to do all of my college online and oh, that wow. was okay. super difficult at times. Um, but again, it was really, it was worth it in the end to now say that I have a degree, but I pretty much did a full course load in like half the time um, just so I could, you know, have some breaks and when it came to weddings and stuff, I just knew yeah, I couldn't totally. do it all at the same time. And what's your degree in? It's a degree in digital media and design um, with emphasis with like mass communications. What kind of, what was your motivation then behind going through school, going through college and getting your degree, knowing that you already had a full-time job that odds are is going to turn into, you know, hopefully a very long career for yourself. Essentially, I knew that one day I'm going to want to move um, and I probably won't, you know, be able to just easily transfer um, every aspect of my business to a new area. And so I was kind of thinking long term, um, if I go and settle in a new area, I could use this digital media and design degree to get a job while I built and networked in the new area that I kind of moved to. That's actually a really smart idea because, yeah, if you're not necessarily implying this for yourself, but if if your entire business is kind of heavily relied upon just your your network of people that you know, people that you live next to, and then obviously kind of word of mouth advertising, um, yeah, going to a completely different area of the country could be kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I just kind of wanted to be prepared for whatever came and... Um, no, that, that that's that's crazy smart, man. I think a lot of people always kind of put all their eggs into one basket and then either they don't have a backup plan or, exactly. I mean, shoot, like what if your entire business was affected like during COVID-19? Like how, you know, how would you, exactly. how would you evolve and adapt? So 
Yeah. I think that's really smart. Um, kind of as we begin to wrap this thing up here, man, I'm always really interested to hear what uh, people like yourself just have to have to say to people who are listening and just other people who are maybe looking up to you and wanting to get into um, the same field as you. Do you have any just kind of, I mean, you've already given us so many practical tips, but do you have any other just kind of advice or something that you would tell yourself when you first got into photography? Um, just kind of how to, how to get into this whole thing and any advice that you might have? Yeah, totally. I think the advice that I would give myself looking back and if I were to start this all over is to never compare myself to another creative. Um, I think that comparison truly is um, the enemy and it will steal every part of your joy um, because the more you dwell on the things that you're not, you're going to miss out on the parts of you that are really powerful and um, really stand out and make you unique. And so um, I feel like, I mean, I know I struggled with that starting out and I, I hear that from a lot of other creatives. And so I definitely would just give that advice to not compare, just trust, you know, trust what you know and trust what um, the creative gifts that you have been given and kind of rock with it and just roll with it. You know, did you ever find yourself um, almost emulating other people in the early yeah. stages? Yeah, I, I, I was totally caught up in trying to create what other people were doing because I was like, they have a lot of followers. They have a lot of likes. That's what I need to do. And to be completely honest, I was, when I started photography out, I was completely light and airy. Um, that's what I did. That's what I knew because that's just what I had seen. Like your and editing style. You yes. Mean? Yep, yep. 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 Sorry. The editing style was this light and airy. Um, and it just wasn't me and I was, you know, so uncomfortable and trying to force it. And it wasn't what I was, you know, passionate about, you know, and like creatively, it was just really hard. I was having to use backgrounds and locations that just weren't me. And so I definitely think that, um, I did, you know, try to go off what other people did. Yeah, sure. And I actually, I can relate to that as well because kind of the main thing that I'm focusing on currently is, video and specifically trying to um consistently post and grow my my youtube channel and one thing that's really really difficult and i'm i'm just gonna assume that everybody goes through this to make myself feel better <laughs> but man like i find it so easy to basically just copy what other people are doing whether mm -hmm. and i don't mean necessarily like intentionally stealing other people's ideas yeah. or their work or whatever but more so the the idea of like, well, obviously this is the content that I watch or that I consume. And so kind of naturally it just happens to be mm -hmm. the stuff that you start producing for other people. Exactly, you know? yeah. Um, and so kind of tell me a little bit about uh, your process to kind of finding it, what it is that you do well, because for you to say, say that light and airy, wasn't really you, like what does that mean exactly? To be honest, it was, you know, I followed so many Arizona photographers and Utah photographers and um I just they do a lot of light and airy and I thought that was what I had to do um but I live in Kentucky and we don't have a lot of sand and we don't have a lot of red rocks we have grass and mud and trees <laughs> and it just wasn't working and I was like this is just not me like I need to start using what I have around me and play off that. And so when I started to just really dive into, you know, working with those green tones and working with those brown tones and, you know, like you said, playing with the contrast and the blacks and I begin to figure out like, this is more me. This is what I, you know, need to do um, in regards to editing style. Sure. No, it's so interesting you say that because Again, I think so many people obviously just kind of watch people on YouTube or follow people on Instagram, um, say, for example, that are big travel influencers. And they're like, all right, I'm going to make travel content. Well, you don't travel. So how is that going to work exactly? Right. So I think that's so, so just kind of genius. What you're saying is like trying to play into actually what is your current environment? What do you have access to? And uh, how can you how can you really 
make it your own and kind of sounds like you're you're literally living in dirty boots and messy hair (laughs) yeah i think that i think they made that you know for kentucky but (laughs) (laughs) that's literally um and so you actually have like your own presets that you sell yeah i do that was um another thing that i just I remember reading somewhere that um, as a creative in this, you know, as a creative business, you need to have some type of, you know, income that, you know, is just going to come in on its own. And I was like, what in the world could I do um, to do that? You know, because I just that was like an opportunity that is, you know, obviously a lot of people miss out on, um, whether it be a workshop or, uh, you know, a template or a booklet. Um, I know I'm giving some tips out there. but All right. Um, right whatever it is, you know, I was like, I need to do something. And I obviously was very passionate about editing and my editing style. And so early on now presets are a very, very big thing. Um, I designed my own presets, um, and released. Have you found success in that as well? Yeah. It's, you know, still to this day, I have, you know, monthly orders just coming in and it's just a really cool aspect to my business because once you make it once, you know, you don't really have to do any of the work after that, you know, and from that I've built such a cool community of people and I get to reach out and help photographers, you know, who buy them. And I get to, again, just network with more people. Yeah, no, I think that again, is so genius and honestly just at the end of the day, kind of a no brainer where it's like, Hey, um, people seem to like my work. Why don't I give them the opportunity to at least in some ways kind of emulate the same style? Exactly. Yep. I love that, man. Uh, cool. Well, dude, this has been, this has been awesome, man. I've learned a ton about you and it's kind of cool. Just full circle. We were, you know, texting or DMing on Instagram the other day where it's like, Oh man, so crazy. Like, you just kind of reach out to somebody online and then, you know, you never know what can happen. So exactly. Here we are. (laughs) Right. And I don't know who knows if I, uh, if we end up moving down to Arizona, sounds like you ever, ever, ever so often kind of come down that area. Right. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm definitely going to find my way down there. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, seriously, man, I am so appreciative of you coming on and actually giving like real solid tips and practical advice. Cause I know a lot of people like to keep that to themselves, but I just love how secure you are and, uh, man, seriously, well done and, uh, hope to maybe bring you on again sometime. Yeah. Thank you again so much for having me. This is such a cool, um, tool and, um, thing that you're doing here. And I really think there's going to be a lot of success and, um, good things come from this. So again, thank you so much for having me. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Manual Focus podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, if you want to just help support me and this podcast to grow, it would make a huge difference if you actually just took a few seconds and left a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. You can leave just a simple five-star review if that's all you want to do or what's even better and more effective and just kind of pushing this show out to more listeners is if you actually leave a written comment or review. So no pressure, but if you do uh, enjoy these episodes and you want to just help support it, that would mean the world to me. But anyway, seriously, thank you all so much for listening. In case you didn't know, I will be posting new episodes every single Wednesday. So uh, definitely make sure to subscribe if you are not already. And uh, yeah, we will see you guys next week. See you guys.